Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of Be Empowered Multinational, an international speaker and a ministry partner. Bianca has committed her life to help women achieve financial independence, experience true self-love, and allow for meaningful relationships. She is passionate about empowering her audience and clients with her step-by-step systems to say goodbye to life blocks and build generational wealth. With Bianca's proven techniques, her clients are able to easily resolve their money and relationship problems, eliminate doubt, and switch their mindset from confusion to confidence. Bianca has a lifelong commitment to being the best of the best for her clients. Whether she's speaking to a group of 20 or hundreds, Bianca ignites the atmosphere with her motivation, knowledge, and focus on results. Bianca, thank you so much for being on the podcast. (laughs) I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I want to first start. What did you want to be when you grew up or what was your childhood like and kind of what you envision your life to be in the future as an adult? Yes. So initially I wanted to be an actress. Amazing. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to be an actress and I was like, yeah, mom, I can do it. And I remember her asking me one day, she was like, well, what type of actress are you going to be? And I'm like, oh, like a good one, a good one, a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. Like, I'm not going to yeah, be doing course. anything bad. I'm going to be a good actress. No. And um, I remember as I got older, it was like a dare program that they had um, where I lived at the time. So like there would be a police officer that would come out, talk about drugs, alcohol, what not to do. And I remember her giving a speech one day and she said, hey, if you're dreaming about being like a basketball player, football player or an actor, an actress, you need to get rid of those dreams because more than likely that's not going to happen. And <gasps> that shot my dreams as a child. And I was like, well, I got to change what I want to do because this probably isn't going to be possible. Oh, my God. I'm not even exaggerating. She like burst my bubble as a child. And then after that, I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And I loved animals. Um, and so I wanted to be a vet for the longest. Actually went to a high school that had a veterinary assisting program. So when you graduated high school, you already had a certificate as a veterinary assistant. That was another story. I ended up switching And I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And I loved dentistry as well. So it was like either animals or teeth. I know you're like animals all the way. Most people are like, I don't want to be in anybody's mouth. But that's what I did. I ended up (laughs) I ended up saying I wanted to be a dental hygienist. I was like, I think it was like my sophomore year. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And that's exactly (laughs) what I did. Finally, took a couple of tries, but I finally did what I said I was going to do. I love that. Where did the idea for going to be a dental hygienist come from? I was such a nerd. So I (laughs) actually started researching. I still am. I started researching like every type of career that you could possibly have online. And I was like from the hours to the pay to what it entails. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do anything like in law enforcement. Um, I can't do anything like in this category, in this category and everything boiled down to like medical health. I love that. Again, vet, it was going to be medical health anyways, dental, medical health, love science. So I was really good at science, really good at math. I was like, okay, this makes sense. I can do this. And then when I seen dental hygienists, I was like, oh, they make pretty good money. Oh, they have flexible hours. I like this. This is what I'm going to do. And again, I just went for it and I did it. and kind of fast forward, I did it for a good six plus years. Wow. So you did it for six years. And then what was going through your head when you, because I want to give you the space to tell your story because you're super fascinating. 
What was going through your head of when you realized like, oh, I need to make a change? Well, from high school to hygiene or which one are you referring to? Because I feel like there was so many. Hey, we could start with high school because you were talking about in college or you were saying sophomore year of high school, you wanted, you realized you wanted to be a dental hygienist. Sophomore year of high school. Oh, in high school. Dang. Yes. Okay, let's start there then. So I was like, wait, hold on. Where are we at? <laughs> the timeline, I was still in high school when I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a hygienist. And then I went straight into it. Yeah. So the hygiene program, they only select 10 students a year wow. for the program. Mm -hmm. And most people have to apply two times in order to get in. Like they have to wait for the next year. Again, I was a big nerd and not trying to toot my own horn, but yes. I got straight A's in college. Wow. So I was like, I remember my last class was like microbiology two or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take this last exam. And I told my professor, I'm not going in to take it. She was like, but you realize you're going to fail. I'm like, yeah, but we can drop a grade. So I'm not coming in to take the exam. I'm, that's going to be the grade that I drop. And I'm like, if I get a B, who cares? I have straight A's. They're not going to not accept me in the program. I was very like confident. I love that, that. Yes. I, I was like, listen, I was like, I got straight A's. You're, you guys are going to accept me. And I think I was one of the few students that had just applied that first year for the first time that got approved. Wow. And I was already doing my volunteer work back in high school as well. So like when people are like graduating, they start volunteering and doing their volunteer hours as part of the program to get accepted. I already finished it and exceeded it in high school. So I was definitely an overachiever back then. Oh, no shock that you're an empowerment coach now because you've been a badass since even <laughs> high school. Like what high schooler has all that confidence? Good for you. I love this. Okay, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I just assumed in college because I know I switched career paths, I think, four times before I graduated. High school, I went three different career paths and then college. But that's normal. I know. So that's why I just like how silly of me to just assume it was like, oh, yeah, in college when you're like, nope, I knew what I wanted to do. Okay. You get the degree, you go to be a hygienist. Six years later, when did you have that moment when you're like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore? Okay, so during that time, it was December and I had already taken like a week or a week and a half off for like winter break. And I remember having my son and I was like, I do not want to go back. I'm like, I want to do my own thing. I want to make my own hours. So as a hygienist, yeah, you can play around with your schedule as far as where you're blocking and booking clients, well, right. patients. Mm -hmm. But yet I still had to be there at a certain time and I had to leave at a certain time. And my son was always the first one I would have to drop off at school and the last one to get picked up. So it was like before care and after care. I'm like, I'm not raising my kid. So I was like, there has to be a change. So I was actually one of the top performing hygienists in the office. And any office that I worked in, I was one of the highest producing hygienists. Even if it was a company that had five different offices with multiple hygienists in it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm really good at sales. So I'll just go ahead and apply for sales positions. And this is just crazy me just speaking on this. And then so I started applying for a few different sales positions and a few of them came back and were like, hey, we're interested. I was like, great. So I interviewed with them. And the one that stood out to me was the one that <laughs> where I would be a health insurance specialist. I'm like, OK, I was just in the dental field. Now I'm doing insurance. I'm like, this is just the back end of everything. This will be easy. And it was something that they were like, listen, you will be able to make your own hours. You'll be able to have flexibility. And I'm like, OK, great. Let's do it. And I'm like seeing people's paychecks. I'm like, OK, 
because as a hygienist, I'm going to be capped unless I wanted to go back to school to be a dentist or something else. I'm like, I'm not going to make any more than what I'm making now. I was making the same amount of money as hygienists that were in the industry for 25 years. Wow. I'm like, I don't see the growth later on down the road. Right. And so I just made, I took a big leap of faith. I left the eight to five steady income and transitioned completely into being a health insurance specialist, which I'm now licensed in 30 states. And that was like the biggest, again, I'm going to say the biggest leap of faith, but it was like the biggest like wow moment because I didn't realize what else was actually out there and what I was capable of doing and what I was capable of learning. I love this because when we first talked before recording the podcast or when you and I got introduced to each other, the first thing I said when I looked at your LinkedIn, I was like, oh my gosh, you do insurance because it's not always the sexiest product or people are like, oh, no, I know someone that does insurance and you are not the so like typical salesy, you need to buy from me like bad vibes there. So I want to talk through how do you work with clients different or what is your method of why people should work with you or where did you kind of position yourself in the market to be unique from other people that do sell insurance? Mm-hmm. So for me, you get me. Like, this is how you get. <laughs> yes, I'll probably be, you know, if I'm if I do speaking events or if I'm at networking events, I'll obviously dress a little bit more professional, of course. But I always tell people this is who you get. You get me. So when I'm speaking to people about insurance, I'm not telling you this is the best product and this is the one you should have. There is no such thing as a perfect health insurance plan. Everything in life has its pros and its cons. And that's exactly what I tell people up front. There is no sugarcoating anything. I listen to what you say that you're looking for. We figure out the plans and I'm like, all right, from what you told me, this is what you're looking for. And then let's look at the options that we have here. And it's very straightforward. I'm one of those people, regardless, I'm like, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's okay. So if you wanted somebody much more professional that like is coming in, don't get me wrong, I get dressed up. (laughs) But if you wanted someone that is like coming in with a suit and like just very like black and white, that's not who you're going to get. Like truthfully, a lot of my clients actually become, I want to say like friends because they reach out to me like, Bianca, like how does this work with my insurance? And I explain it. They're like, thank you so much. Like I've never had this experience before. People know like, send me a text message. You have a question about something? Why call the 800 number? Just give me a call. I'll probably be able to answer it. And if I can't answer it, I'll call them and figure it out. What's the point of you waiting on hold for two, three hours when I could probably help you out? Absolutely. I love that so much because that's what I also say too, is like you get who you get and that's what makes you authentic. And I can imagine close a lot of clients there. (laughs) Now, of course, you have the life insurance or the insurance end of you, but where did this empowerment coaching come from? Obviously, you've been a badass since high school, but where did you get this idea? It's true. I'm just thinking of myself in high school. I'm like, I had no confidence. And I was just saying this the other day. I'm like, high school Angela would be in awe of Angela now. It's like night and day of like the confidence and having this. So I'm so jealous. You and like, go, girl. So, no. so good. Yes. But I love that you've had this. No, that's your story. That's your journey. You're the best. I swear. Where did the empowerment coaching come from or where you thought, OK, maybe this could be something? So I knew that the health insurance wasn't the end goal. Like I knew that my purpose on this world is not to be like, Bianca is going to be the best health insurance specialist and that's what she's going to do for the rest of her life. I knew that that was just the foundation for what I needed to be doing. So and I know this is going to sound crazy 
to most people. And that's okay. So I remember for years, even while I was in hygiene, while I did the insurance, and by the way, the insurance has been like the biggest blessing. And I can touch on that afterwards too. But even with the insurance, I was like, I know there's something else that I need to do. I'm like, what is my purpose? And I remember I kept like praying and I'm like, what is my purpose? I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing on this earth? Like, what am I here for? I feel like we all have those questions. Like, what's my purpose? And I remember I was in my room. And again, this is the part that's going to sound crazy. I was like in my room and I had like a vision. I kid you not. It felt so real. And I was on a stage standing in front of thousands of people speaking. And I started like boohoo crying, like ugly cry. And I'm like, this is what you want me to do. And I was like, okay. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, obviously like later on, what hits is like, am I really capable of doing that? You know, do I really have what's necessary to help people? This has already been done before. And throughout the years, you know, I've worked with coaches, I've worked with mentors, and I've gotten to where I am now. And it's just like this year for me, I have split my businesses. So it's like 50% the insurance and 50% the coaching, speaking, empowerment. And so I'm like, no, this year was the year for me. Like, you know how everybody has a word of the year? Yes. Mine was actually two. Mine was almost like a command and the word. My word was stronger, but my command was go. So it was like, you're going, you're doing it. Nothing's going to stop you. And I kid you not, like this year, for it to be halfway through March, I have already locked in speaking engagements. I've done podcasts, radio shows. I'm actually working on doing a, this has not been announced yet. Let's hear it. I am planning on doing a Mother's Day for singles event in the area. Listen, that hasn't even been 24 hours yet since this has been (laughs) spoken into existence. I love that. And so it's like, there's a lot of things that I'm planning on doing and it's just happening. Like doors are just being opened. And I know that there are so many women that need to live in their purpose. There's a lot of women who are waiting to get married to finally do what they want to do or they're waiting for this promotion to do what they want to do or they're waiting for something or they're just settling and it's like no wake up you have been given a purpose and you need to do what you've been called to and that's my calling is to help those women and mainly it's going to be mindset relationships and finance those are the main things that drive us that move us that impacts us the most in life now at this point you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm meant to be doing speaking engagements. And you had this vision. Had you done any speaking engagements before? Yes, actually, before that I did. But very, I would say very minute. I was doing, still am, the health insurance. And so I would get in front of like 15, 30, 40, 50 people and do presentations in regards to the insurance about it. So believe it or not, it's crazy how it all works out because I was already getting prepared for what I was called to do and I didn't even realize it. That's so amazing. Okay. Wow. Where do we even start with all of these things? I know. So how do you work with clients? And of course, we don't have to give like the good juice of what of everything you do. But of course, where you are this empowerment coach and I love, love, love obsessed with what you do because so many people need to be empowered. And I know you said, especially like Mother's Day, I mean, helping single moms. I mean, that's such a big market of people that oftentimes get forgotten about single parents as a whole. And it's just like 
how do we help people? How do we help mothers like get back into the workforce and just all the craziness that ensues? So what makes you different than someone else that also is a coach or what kind of makes you more unique of why clients like working with you? Yes. So for me, what I base my coaching off is what has helped me and experiences that I've seen that actually works. So you'll see plenty of coaches that do all these different things. For me, the foundation for my coaching is my faith. That has gotten me where I was to who I am today. Like I always tell people like, you don't know who I used to be back then. I was a completely different person. Those are my BC days. I love that. That is not, yeah, that's my BC days. I'm like, you don't want, you didn't want to meet the Bianca back then. She was a hot mess express. (laughs) But then, you know, it got to the point where going back. So when it comes to my coaching style, like it's faith-based. Is it going to be that we're going to be reading the Bible and doing this? No, it's not a Bible study group. But giving you principles that have been given to us that actually work and then putting that into your life, whether it's speaking things like speaking affirmations, like that's big. Believe it or not, that was like originally in the Bible before people were like, oh, yeah, affirmations. I'm like, yeah, that was already in there. Just letting you know that wasn't nothing new. Right. But it's just principles and just even who you've been called to be like you should be proud of who you are, your story, and what your legacy is going to be and what you're going to leave. I'm going to go back to talking about purpose because, again, that's my main focus as a coach. So figuring out your purpose, that is like a question that gets asked over and over and over again. And I say it just like this. So for those of you who are listening, Your purpose, if you're trying to figure out what your purpose is, your purpose is you serving. It's you serving in the gifts that you have been given. What fires you up? What are you passionate about? That typically is your purpose. You have been given certain gifts. And can you have one or multiple gifts? 100%. Can that change? 100%. You just have to keep opening doors. Here's the thing. People think that retirement is the end goal. No, it's not. The end goal is how many people can you impact? Because you're not here to work a nine to five and just make ends meet and just live this mediocre type of life. That is not what we've been called here for at all. It's again, to serve others with the gifts that we've been given, whether you're a hairstylist, whether you're a coach, whether you're a dentist, whether you're this or that, there are certain gifts within inside of you that are meant to help other people. That was so good. I just, I don't even have words. Like, how do I come back from that? Like, that was so good. And it's such an interesting topic. And this is something I'm very passionate about as well. And funny enough, driving into our office today, I saw an older gentleman in a very nice car that's probably retired. But I always think of like, why do you want to wait till retirement to live your life or empower people or do what your goals are? It's like, You're not Mm -hmm. even promised to live till retirement, first of all. And Mm -hmm. number two, it's like, why do you want to wait till then to do it? And not sure if you agree with this either, but, and I think we had talked about this on our um, introductory call, but you're never going to be ready to do the thing you're supposed to be doing. No. And I think we talked about like my story of getting fired and those that have been long listeners of the podcast, you're probably sick of hearing this story, but it's just like, I don't feel you're ever ready to make that launch and everything. And 
I know you had mentioned too, well, am I meant to do this or I'm nervous, I'm unsure, like when you first started this end of your business, but Mm -hmm. what kind of keeps you motivated or on track to say like, hey, I'm meant to do this and this is where my journey is to empower people, to help people, to reach my audiences. So what helps you on those kind of like down days, we'll call them? Yeah, so the days that are like the biggest struggle, first, I would say I have to give myself grace. And I'm like, listen, I get that every day is not going to be, you know, easy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be pleasant. I get that in life we're going to have our ups and downs. But knowing that what I've been called to is what I need to do. And think of it like this. I'm like, if I don't do it, someone else is going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to be almost taken away from me and someone else doing what I've been called to do. So it's like, I need to be that person. I need to step up. It's like, if you're, if you're a boss or you're a parent, regardless if you want to get up and take care of your kid or take care of your employees, you have to do it. It's something that you need to do. So for me, it's like, it's my obligation. It's my duty. It's something that I've been called to. So I know that I have to. But again, it's still giving yourself grace to where you're saying, well, if today isn't the greatest day and I wanted to sleep in or I want to do this, then see what it is that you need to do for that day. And again, giving yourself grace because not every day is going to be a perfect day. It's not. No. And that's, it's so interesting too, to say that. And something you brought up earlier on this podcast was, okay, but there are people already doing this. And I feel that something a lot of people struggle with, or maybe if they have this idea to be a coach, to be Mm -hmm. a business owner, to take that leap of faith and quit their job, change industries or whatever their case may be. But it's so fascinating because, yes, there's always people that do what you do, but there's no one else like you. 100%. I have a friend. She actually has been on the podcast, Kate Milligan, and she had said she's like, no one has your fingerprint. Like, that's her vibe of what she says. It's like, no one else has your Mm. fingerprint. Yes, there's other people that do what you do, Mm -hmm. but no one else has your same fingerprint. And it's so true. It's like you attract the right clients that will work with you, feel empowered, accomplish their goals, everything they do. You're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. It's just, but the right people will be called to you. Correct. I love that. Do you have like a niche of clients you typically work within or get like the most out of working with you? Or do you kind of work with people from all across the board? So a few things. I would say I mainly, I just work with women. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. I've had a few men. I just had somebody this past week. He was like, oh, would you coach me? I'm like, I'm sorry. I only work with women. I work with women. And then when it comes to like age range, if you're referring to that, I would say late 20s to like 50, 55 would be my age range that I see. And someone obviously who is faith based, you know, again, do you have to be like a Christian? No. Can you be the complete opposite? Yes. I feel like people get attracted to me and they're like, I've seen what she's done and I see what she can do. And she's been able to back everything up. I want to work with her. So when it comes to that, I would say faith-based and women, but that doesn't always work out that way. And I'm just, I'm open to what's to come because I know that's going to change. By the way, I've been mentoring girls for over four years too. So that is even something else that I've been doing. Oh my gosh. And like volunteering my time for it. But like for my coaching program, yeah, it's going to be adults. It's going to be women. It's going to be faith-based because here's the thing. I have certain principles that I'm going to give 
to my clients. And if they don't relate to that, they're going to feel a disconnect and they're going to be like, uh, I don't really get that. I don't want that. I want us to be on the same page. And then when I give you certain things or we discuss certain things, you're like, that makes sense. And you're, and I'm like, yes, it does. It doesn't does, it? Does. Crazy <laughs> how that works. Amazing. So of course, and of course, throwing into the pot that you are a mentor as well, but what do you have in store for the rest of this year? Oh my goodness. I'm going to continue. It's like the beginning and I feel like there's so much to come and there's so much that hasn't even happened yet. Um, so again, I'm going to continue with podcasts, with radio shows. I do have a few in-person speaking events that I'm lining up down the road. And then I'm also planning, again, the singles event for Mother's Day. And then I'm also planning another one, but that's going to be at the beginning of the year. But I feel like there's so much more to come. I definitely see myself traveling a lot this year. There is something that was discussed about me heading to even Texas during the fall. So honestly, like it's just, oh, and also too, I'm going to be launching a six-week program at the end of April as well. So with my programs, with speaking engagements and all that good stuff, I'm planning on having a pretty busy year. Like I said, this is the year to go. Year to go. I love that. Now, on that note, as we wrap things up, what advice do you have for listeners? Okay. Something that I wish someone would have told me at a younger age, and I get that I was like a very highly motivated teenager, but there were certain things that I did not do because of people. So that being said, don't allow anyone to stop you, whether that's a relationship, a friendship, your family. If someone gives you doubts or tells you you can't do something, if you know that that's what you've been called to do, do it. You don't need anybody's permission to do what you've been called to do. Not everybody is going to understand what you've been called to do. It may be outrageous. It may be something that has not been done before. It may be something that has been done before. And people tell you, well, how are you going to make it if it's already out there? There's so many other people doing this guess what? There is only one of you and you've been called to it. So just do it. But don't allow yourself or others or yourself in your fear stop you because everything that you have inside of you is what you need to accomplish it. Oh, that was so good. I love that. Bianca, thank you so much. This was such an, I can't even use the word. I'm going to say it was empowering. It was a great recording. It's great, empowering podcast episode. I'm so excited. Now, for those of you listening, if you want to work with Bianca, all of her info is in the show notes. All her classes and courses and all the badass things she's doing this year will be in there as well. <laughs> but Bianca, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to this. I'm so excited to watch you grow in the future. Thank you. You're welcome. And those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, The Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.